and welcome to another cardinally sinful episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> Hello. I am Catherine Weigel. I got through the opener. Yeah. I just made words. Congratulations. Uh, this is We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I'm one of your hosts. I've lost 145 pounds. I'm a Tiny wow. Habit certified coach, a podcaster, an inspiration, a group leader. Yeah. And, uh, Mary, and a thintrepreneur. A thintrepreneur. <laughs> gross. Uh, hashtag, but yes, also. Uh, and with me today is Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds, and I ride Catherine's coattails. Oh, fiddle faddle. Yeah, well. Oh. Um, and uh, I am also a podcaster, I can say that much, uh, an editor of podcasts, a he writer is. of show notes, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to pad my resume. Yeah, but it's all things you do. We would not have a podcast if it was not for Donald Weigel, so I, yeah. uh, I might. Well, we wouldn't have anything to say on the podcast if it wasn't for you. So. Oh boy! We you're you're just... always like, hey, let's talk about this, and I'm like, uh, words. You came up with basically. I have, I have forgotten everything I've ever learned about losing weight and maintaining weight loss. You're like, I don't have anything to say about this topic. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, but uh, <laughs> this is one of those other magical episodes where I come up with the title. And then we come up with the content. And yeah. this title, if you know, you know, as the kids say on the internet. Yeah. If you don't know, then it's fine. Our daughter- If, if you were a teenager in the 1980s, uh, you probably know. Yeah. Our daughter did not enjoy the uh, the name of this episode and said, you know, you need to give an explanation for it. But Donald is going to put a video in the show notes that will explain exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So we're calling this episode the DoorDash Look. The DoorDash Look. And, and there, know, was, you know. there were a series of commercials in the- 80s about the Jordash look, and um, I found one on YouTube oh that is the most aggressively 80s, 1980s thing I've ever it's seen. Like I watched it again just face. before this episode to get me really pumped up because, I mean, like if you watch this commercial and then watch like the wedding singer. You have a pretty good idea of what it was like to live in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, but in the 1980s, speaking of which, yeah, they thought a lot of what could be achieved between the 1980s and the 2000s, oh, yeah. didn't they? They sure did. Uh, and one movie that really encapsulates that is Back, Back to, to the, the Future. Future. Yeah, Back to the Future uh, takes place in 1985, and then in the second movie, they go to 2015. Oh! The distant future, and there are there are flying cars, Hover and there boards. are like like plutonium reactors that you can buy at the you know Bed Bath and Beyond, presumably. Yeah, and, and everyone like, wears car. silver and has magical long yellow coats and yeah. sunglasses you can't actually see and through. Shoes that fly. I don't know. Oh yeah, fly hoverboards. Oh yeah. my goodness, they predicted they correctly predicted the existence yeah. of hoverboards. Oh, but we uh, we maybe as a nation. As a as a as a globe, what are we? The people of Earth. Yes. we might have fallen Humans. short of all of those expectations. Yeah, we, we didn't quite hit the Back to the Future level of technology. Well, but you know what that is? What it is like the last episode we did about the deadline. Like they were like, oh, what, yeah. what can we as a as a as a, a species? do in the next 20 years they had the deadline of the flying shoes but they didn't actually put the habits in place that would produce that would the produce the flying cars but, yeah but what 
did we get out of the 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 span between Back to the Future and Two? We got phone apps which oh. allow us to magically have food show up at our door <laughs> from just about anywhere, anytime. There we go. That's yeah. what we get. They're actually, as you speak of that, we didn't even talk about this as you were writing the the episode notes because I didn't do anything. Oh, Donald I yeah. We'll, we'll see about that. You can also this is this is not good. So you can order food delivery from local establishments. But if you want a, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a pie cake. There's like a brownie thing. You can order that from companies on the other side of the world. They'll send it to you frozen. Oh, yeah. We don't need the opportunity to get artisanal cheesecake pie cakes from the other side of the world. That's yeah. not that's not how we should be using yeah, technology. Yeah, Catherine and I each managed to be 100 or more pounds overweight. <laughs> I like that. Or with, more. Without any phone apps. But yeah. we there were apps involved. Yeah. <laughs> Appetizers. Appetizers. But like I can only imagine. I know I know it sounds weird. It sounds like I'm like not living in present time, but I personally don't have any of these apps on my phone your door dashes your uber eats yeah like i i just haven't installed them because i'm afraid that once i open those floodgates like having that level of convenience to have oh, all of this food it's a dangerous just like time you know delivered straight through. i know i know in the olden days uh it back when there were you know rickety uh horse-drawn carriages um we were able to pick up the phone and call places, but it was sort of like, well, okay, the Chinese place delivers and the pizza place delivers, but, you know, it wasn't like everything, everywhere, all of the time available uh, like it is now. Well, and I think as Mr. Jeff Goldblum, Mr. Dr. Jeff Goldblum. Mr. Dr. Jeff Goldblum, in, yes. In uh, Jurassic Park said, just be, science was too busy wondering if it could do it. <laughs> say whether they should be done. That's right. I am not confident that it is a great idea to have alcohol, marijuana, food, not having to leave your house to get anything that you want is maybe not the best look for us as a, uh, I keep forgetting what to say, as an earth a society. Earth, yeah, society. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good look for us, especially yeah. for people with disordered eating behaviors. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we spent years and years and years lying to ourselves about the reasons for getting takeout or delivery or whatever we were getting. And we would constantly say to ourselves, oh my goodness, I'm just too tired. Or wow, I just really deserve to have food right now. Or I just like, it's been such a hard week, we should treat ourselves. And so we would do that three to four times a week three to four times a week and i would say there were some weeks where we achieved as many as 800 (laughs) (laughs) food pickups and deliveries well it felt like it well and often we and i'm not joking i know this is going to sound like a joke we would be so tired from all the food that we got at brunch yeah that we would be too tired to make food so we would order food. And that happened literally three to four times a week. Yeah, and look, this is not necessarily the focus of this episode, but, you know, I I think I told this recently, in fact, but I had always dreamt about, you know, I would watch the show Cheers uh, when I was uh, pretty young, and I always dreamt that I would have a place that I would go to where 
I, they would just know what I wanted and give me the usual. And that place turned out to be a local diner yeah. <laughs> like every Saturday and sometimes every Saturday and Sunday, like we would show up and the, you know, no matter what weight person would come over, I, I would, would ask for the usual and they would know what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know why we were overweight. Yeah. We, we, just, we thought... just didn't understand like why it must be my metabolism. Well, it's my I, terrible genes. And that one awful time when we went out to breakfast with another couple and they shared an entree and oh, we yeah. each got our own and I felt very judged yeah. for doing that. But uh but anyway, but we're we're going to talk about the pros and the cons of the DoorDash look in your life because we are not saying and we'll we'll step back, I'll step back and say there is nothing wrong with getting takeout food. No. And in fact, you know, I particularly hate it when people refer to foods as good foods or bad foods. And I may have even done that in early episodes of this podcast. I, I'm not sure when uh, when my mindset shifted on that. But there aren't good foods or bad foods. Like, you know, you might say that Doritos are a bad food, but I managed to work a, a little like three quarters of an ounce bag of Doritos into my life on a regular basis. And I still eat it. And I still, according to my doctor, am healthy <laughs> and still have maintained my weight, uh, you know, my goal weight for four years. So it's not it's not that foods are good or bad. A lot of times it's just the amount of it that we are indulging in. Well, and two, back when we used to think of things as diets, I would go on a diet and then I would abstain 100% from anything that I saw as a good food or, you know, as I thought it was a good food. Right. As I thought as a bad food, then it was like, okay, we're not going to get any takeout. We're not going to do. I would also <laughs> abstain from all the good foods. <laughs> anything I thought was a good food. That was, I went through periods where I would not have it. But we think of takeout food as, or, you know, food delivery as indulgent and secretive. And when we give it that, you know, judgment value of it, then it becomes dangerous because if we're going to do it, we're going to go all the way to the top, yeah, which is all the food. We adapt sort of an all or nothing attitude towards many, many things in society. And, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about giving up your all or nothing attitude when it comes to your weight loss or fitness plan. Also, you can give up your all or nothing attitude about food. That idea that like, well, if I'm gonna eat at this restaurant that I like, I have to get both of these entrees that I love and the appetizer and the dessert because I don't know when I might do this again. And part of what we're saying is that you can do those things in moderation and and then not have to go all or nothing like every time you eat out. Like eating out does not have to equal binging out. Right. A party. That's trademark Donald Weigel. Trademark out. Donald Weigel. Yes, binging that's out. right. But part of that is, you know, I think in the before times, I would say there's no way I can lose weight because I don't cook. There's no way I can lose weight because I go out to eat a lot. There's no way I can lose weight because we get takeout. Like how right. am I there's it's either I'm I'm eating no food or I'm eating all of the food. But after listening to other uh, weight loss stories of people who are like, "Oh, I eat out every meal. My oven doesn't even work." You know, and right. going like, "Oh, they made it work." That means that I'm responsible for my choices. <laughs> Ew. Wait a minute. 
I'm doing this to myself. How dare I? (laughs) Sabotage, but that's what I do to me. Yeah, exactly. But once we realize we have agency in all of this, then unfortunately, question mark, we understand that change is within our power. And power comes from having policies about the food that we eat, whether it is homemade or made in someone else's kitchen. So what we are suggesting here is that instead Instead of having to go all or nothing with these things, you set up policies around your your phone app delivery food situations. <laughs> exactly. So starting out with this, and I think this is sort of, we, we've talked about this with going out to eat, is understanding the why behind you are getting the takeout food. Is it because, and this is, these are all good reasons. Is it because you don't feel like dealing with dishes? Yeah. Is it because you don't have enough energy to cook? Is it because the food that you had thought you were going to eat went bad and it's beyond its expiration date and you can't deal with it? Or something came up and your plan was ruined just because you, like I said, you ran out of time or something else came up. Those are all good reasons to not make food at home. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean, like Donald said that you have to do all the food and suddenly go completely off track. Yeah, I oftentimes forget and still do sometimes. I confuse the idea of I don't have time. I am too tired. I don't want to deal with dishes with I need to treat myself. (laughs) And I forget the difference all the time. And it is I have to constantly remind myself that I used to and still sometimes still do use those other practical good excuses as an excuse just to like stuff my face. Well, and I think part of that is in the before time, what I would do is use the disrupted day as an excuse to deserve to overeat. Right. So, oh, no, the food that I thought we had went bad. This is, I'm going to revenge eat about it. But now we see it annoyingly. I know this is really annoying. (laughs) So annoying. We see our opportunity to eat outside the house as good luck. Yeah. As, oh no, the food went bad. What good luck? Because I have two restaurants that I know deliver that are in my phone application that fit inside my calorie goals. Oh, I can get the single serving pizza that is 700 calories that fits in my goal. What good luck is that? Oh, everybody in the family likes getting sandwiches from whatever restaurant and it fits into my goals. What good luck? Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, no, and now I'm going to eat all the things. So one thing we are suggesting is take some time. When you're not starving, (laughs) when you are in air quotes, like food sober, I like to think of it as as being sober, to take a look at the places that, you know, your door dashes, your (laughs) (laughs) Your Uber Uber dash, your Uber dashes, take a look at the places in your area that deliver and, and really try and plan ahead as many as you're willing to spend the time to do. Maybe you maybe you just do one now, one at another time, one at another time if it's just too much to deal with all at once. But find some places, three, five, ten, whatever it is, that have, you know, a, a variety of things that you can get that are within your plan or find that one thing that you still like at 
a place that fits into your plan, the junior meal, the build a salad, the, you know, the 500, the 700 calorie entree, the thing that you're still going to actually enjoy that you can get that it's not going to, you know, break the caloric bank, so to speak. Exactly. Because when we have a policy of if I can't do the ideal thing, I always can get the Chipotle bowl with the, you know, the chicken and hold the beans or whatever and have something that works for us, then it doesn't become a problem. Then we don't victimize ourselves into thinking like, oh, well, there's, there's no hope for me because my life just doesn't go as planned. Yeah. You always talk about like food that you don't make yourself does not have to be a calorie disaster or something. I know you phrase it better than that usually, but yes. And I think it's that thing of the, what does eating outside the house mean? Is it a purposeful indulgence, like, oh, it's the Super Bowl. We are going to get the sandwiches and the the fries and the milkshakes. That is a purposeful planned event. Yeah, or your birthday or Mother's Day or whatever it happens to be. Like, we're not saying don't ever have that indulgent meal, but we're saying, like, take some time and plan it and work it into your life. Right. A random Tuesday where you forgot that you needed to stop and pick up a prescription isn't a reason to binge about it. But it might be the opportunity, and I know we're talking about DoorDash, but it might be the opportunity, which is a policy I have in place of, if I go to McDonald's, I get the Happy Meal. There is no negotiation. I yeah. don't look at the free things. I actually, we I we went to uh, Burger King the other day and they asked me, they're like, oh, well, you're going to get the junior meal, but you know you can get this for half the price, but it has an extra burrito with it. And I was like, no, I don't do that. I'm getting the junior meal. I don't care if it costs more because the value of it to me is the predictability and the price isn't as much of the issue, but we do pay a price on the scale. If we do do the extras, do you want to talk about extras, Donald? Yeah, and and I, I think, like how organic. I, am I know that. that was that so was, natural. I mean, super. It was like a really professional natural, transition, really. and you know, another policy that I would like everyone to set in place, and I can like you know any any dads across the country listening to this, <laughs> dads <laughs> I can, and grads, I, I can hear them uh, being upset about this, but. Stop trying to get your money's worth. Oh, stop with the value. Just stop. When trying to get your money's worth involves you ruining your health by eating a lot of extra calories that you don't need or want, then stop trying to do it. You know, you go to a movie theater and you see a a you know the large popcorn is only 50 cents more <laughs> than the small it's so do you want to upgrade only it's, it's only well how can i not spend that it's only such a, fools by the small it's such a better value but that large popcorn might be triple or quadruple the number of calories and guess what as soon as i have that large popcorn i'm eating that whole thing <laughs> like it doesn't matter like for me, the, the, you know, the, the container, portion, the yeah. container is the portion size. Like whatever I decide to get. If I buy the, you know, the full size, the big family size value pack of something, I'm going to eat that whole thing. And you are not getting your money's worth out of something if you are then not sticking to your health goals because ultimately you can't, and look, <laughs> a lot Listen. of people are going to get mad at me when I say this. You can make more money. Your health is something you can't buy. Yeah. Like you, you have to keep that in mind. The quality of your life, the length of your life 
are all connected to these choices that you're making. And if you're constantly trying to get your money's worth out of food and you're just watching the the number I on the scale go up I and up and it. up, that is not getting good value. Out yeah, of it. exactly. Well, and I think too, something that we didn't talk about was the the barriers to getting quick and easy takeout have just gone down and down and down over the years. Yeah. Back in the day, we used to have paper menus there was something they used it was something called paper which is made out of trees i just remember we had a file folder it was buckling full of paper menus that we had on hand that we would I mean, they, we would rifle or riffle through yeah i don't know <laughs> depending how it's on, per- pronounced yeah i don't know if you're british i think the british say riffle and know. we say rifle i we don't sh- know we should ask somebody we had it in a high cabinet and sometimes it would just fall on us and i was afraid that the paper would just you know just fall on our heads but okay in in the before times we would have paper menus we would go through them and maybe painstakingly for a half hour try to figure out what we were going to get we would then want our money's worth so we would get we've talked about this you know the three entrees because we wanted to try the other one we would get the sides we would get the rice whatever we would get it all together we would have to call people on a telephone do you remember when people used to use telephones to talk yeah i i don't really use mine for For our younger listeners I do everything I can to not have oh to make gosh. phone calls now. <laughs> but guess what? Now the barrier to doing that, you can use – we used to use computers to order online. Now you can use your phone. Now you can use DoorDash. And because of COVID, it got to the point where they had contactless delivery. Yeah. You don't even have to answer yeah, the door. you don't door. have to like, see another human now. You don't even have to like – I would order the family meals or the – you know, we'd order the six entrees and then I'd make up excuses to the delivery person like, yeah, we're having people over. That's definitely why we ordered the three large pizzas for sure. Or leave toys on the floor when we didn't have kids to make it look like that's why I ordered the extra food. Right. Now they just leave it at your door. You don't have to make eye contact with anybody. I feel like you're you're actually selling people on using them more. No, but that's <laughs> like the whole anonymity of it. Yeah. Is it makes it much easier to do the secret eating. We had to work hard to secret eat in the past. Yeah. They make it a lot easier now. And what we want to do is make it harder to do all of that. And we do that by putting policies in place. Because if we don't have the policies, we just make those excuses of value. And the sin of wasting food. Yeah, and and that is another thing. The you know, we've been we've been told over and over again that throwing food away is a cardinal sin. And so we we feel like, you know, hey, if I order, you know, another extra $10 worth of food, delivery's free, then I oh, I better okay. order that extra $10 of food and I can't throw it out, so I have to eat it. And again, you're sabotaging your own health to save, you know, in air quotes, a few dollars. Like maybe delivery is $7 and you're spending 10 <laughs> to get extra. the food. So really you're spending three additional dollars and getting calories that you don't actually want just to avoid the cardinal sin of, as Catherine alluded to at the beginning of the show, of throw of not throwing away food. And what I'm suggesting is that it's – a bigger sin to sabotage your health than it is to throw that food away. And I know that's hard for a lot of people. And the other thing I'm suggesting is if you don't want to throw away that food, plan 
better to buy less of it ahead of time so that you don't feel obligated to eat food you don't really want or need. Well, and I think too, we I think in a previous episode, we talked about those invisible scripts about our lives. And it's that wasting food is a sin. I'm part of the clean plate club. Like right. it's the Mickey Mouse club and you get a badge or whatever. But thinking about it, that clean plate club idea sort of came from people who lived through the Great Depression. Yeah. People who came from great poverty or great scarcity. And cleaning the plate was important because we didn't, you know, you didn't know where the next meal was coming from. If we're in a position where we're ordering takeout that costs five times as much as making it at home would, we're not really worried about scarcity. But we use that as an excuse. We we have the script of, well, I you know, I grew up this way. Guess what? I haven't lived at home in 30 years. Yeah. It's about time for me to take responsibility for the reasons beho- behind why I eat. And I eat because I like to eat food and I want to make excuses about why I can't change. And look, if you genuinely need, need to worry about food scarcity, you're probably not listening to this podcast and you're probably not like, you know, it's not your main concern is probably not dealing with, you know, food delivery apps. Well, and we know that people are on budgets and making food spread, you know, making it last does matter. So for the people who like, you know, I have family members who might order double of something and they will actually eat it throughout the rest of the week. Like, oh, well, this can be lunch tomorrow and dinner tomorrow. For me, when I use that fake loophole of it will be you know, leftovers are for tomorrow. Leftovers don't make it to tomorrow. I end up just eating it tonight anyway. And then I act shocked. Oh, no, I can't believe. Well, next time I'll definitely save it for lunch. There's no saving for me. I end up eating it right now. And so I'm not saving any money at all. It's like buying the family size bag of chips. There's no family. Like the portion is the packaging. And one thing I, I wanted to touch on before we move on to the the next part of this is don't drag somebody else oh. in your life into this with you. You know, if if you can save a, a few dollars in air quotes by buying another entree so that you get the free don't don't make somebody else in your life be your co-conspirator in this in this uh, situation. You know, they may be on their own journey, their own fitness plan and you're then, you know, unintentionally maybe sabotaging their fitness plan. And then likewise, if somebody in your life is constantly like, you know, hey, I get free delivery if I order an extra thing, you know, you need to adapt a policy, have a policy in your life that you do not just do the random food. Like it is, you know, important, especially at the age where we are, like presumably you're listening to this, you are a grown up. Like if you can't set boundaries and and say no at this point, like when is it going to happen? And you have to make a policy for yourself of I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say yes. I'm just going to flat out say no. And then the person doing the ordering can decide what they're going to do with their own situation. Right. And I think, too, you know, we talked about that with uh, the episode that we did with uh, Ruth and Chad. Or oh, yeah. Ruthless and Chad Full, as uh, Chad <laughs> wanted to be called. <laughs> That's which right. Chad sent us a lovely email. Uh, it was very long with very many examples. So hopefully we can dive into that at some point. Yeah. But that whole delivery loves company, <laughs> you know, it's like you want a partner in crime. And so you purposely buy more 
so that you don't feel guilty about the volume of food that you're eating and having policies of randomly taking someone up, you know, your roommate up on an offer for free, whatever on a Tuesday is not a plan. Having a policy of takeout is for Friday. Like, and if it's any other night, I don't fall into that trap. Having policies protects us from our own lack of self-control. And for me, it makes a big difference to say alcohol is not an option on a Monday night and neither is random takeout unless I have a policy in place of, wow, this is really good luck. I'm going to get takeout, but I can get the Chipotle bowl and it's 500 calories and I'm not blow- I'm not blowing anything. It's just, you know, I already have the good luck policy in place. Yeah. And so the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, not doing what I call the Thanksgiving thing. Yeah. When we when we talk about working these uh, deliveries, these food deliveries into your life, I'm not talking about starving yourself all day, which is what I refer to as the Thanksgiving thing. Don't starve yourself all day and then, you know, get the indulgent meal. What that always leads to to me is I make bad choices when I'm doing the ordering and then I eat everything that shows up and then I I am like well I've already blown it for the day in air quotes and then I go in the kitchen and I just start randomly grazing on stuff and I have a very hard time personally with once I start yeah it is very hard for me to stop and so if I if I just have a random sort of like go into the meal really super hungry because I didn't eat anything all day, I make really bad choices and it makes it even harder for me to then stick to the plan. Well, and two, part of that is the next day. So if I eat like last night, I went out with a friend and ate a lot of food. Yeah. And then came home and ate a lot of food. <laughs> and then and now my stomach is grumbling because it is used to being stretched out with right. lots of food. So the next day, suddenly you're hungry again. And then it's, you know, sets off this chain reaction of, well, gosh, I'm so hungry. I need to eat when really it's just because you've eaten a lot from the day before. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So part of that, again, with more policies is having policies about not getting those extras, those free, you know, garlic knots, the free stuffed crust hot dogs or whatever it is, like whatever they have right. on the side. Just, <laughs> oh I, man, a stuffed crust hot dog. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't even, I just grossed myself out. I don't know what out. that is, but... <laughs> Sorry, I'm having trouble yeah. digesting this. But the, you know, digesting it. Yeah, but a I lot, get it. You know, they give you like a wheel of rosemary bread, which is what they do at our Italian place. Oh, my god. Just goodness. say, skip the sides. Just from the very beginning, I don't need the side of anything. Don't give me the extra free things because, again, there is nothing free about extra free sides. Get the purposeful thing, but don't do the saving money, getting your values worth, like Donald said. Absolutely. Um, and another thing that I wanted to uh, touch on is have a policy about frequency. Don't just randomly, every time that you're a little bit like, I don't want to deal with the dishes, don't say to yourself, well, okay, it's another takeout and another takeout. Now, I'm not saying you can't successfully work that much takeout into your plan. Like Catherine said, we know people who who almost exclusively like eat out and have managed to hit and maintain their goals. Um, but for me, I prefer to have a policy of 
I'm only going to do this takeout on this special day, or I'm only going to do it, you know, I'm going to look ahead at the calendar and find a day when I'm going to do it, or I'm only going to do it on the day that I, like, we finish our taxes, or I'm going to do it on the Super Bowl, like Catherine mentioned, or Father's Day, or a birthday. Well, and those are those big indulgent ones, and I think having, like, sort of tying into that policy of Friday is takeout day, if if, if that is your policy. Right, it could be once a week, it could be every other week, it could be once a month, but, like, you know, make it a policy so that you're not just randomly choosing, like, to throw caution to the wind at at you know unexpected times all the time right like if you have unlimited sick leave and then you're like i think i'm sick i'll just call out sick today <laughs> yeah. it just gives you that like yeah you know what like i kind of like have a paper cut so i'm, I'm not gonna go to work today but having something to look forward to like delivery is what we do on fridays it is something to look forward to. It is something to plan to. And then you're not randomly making every excuse throughout the week because you're like, oh, no, like I'm going to get that food that I'm looking forward to on Friday. So I have my good luck frozen meals at home that I can make yeah. when it's a time when I don't have time to cook or I'm running late. Having those frozen meals in the freezer, which is where frozen foods go. <laughs> Yeah, don't put your frozen foods in the pantry. That doesn't work out. No. So having good luck meals in the freezer and then knowing that Friday is your, you know, good luck time to DoorDash, then it's not forbidding it. It's just setting it up on a regular schedule so that you do have that frequency to look forward to. Yeah. And I feel like I need to pause for a second and say that Catherine is calling them good luck meals. We used to call them emergency meals. And this is just a little bit of a, a mindset shift to say to yourself, oh, well, I, I actually can't you know, I don't have time to do something right now. Hey, what good luck. I've planned ahead and I have a meal in the freezer that's ready to go that I can just pop into the microwave rather than thinking of it as an emergency. Well, and Donald would say like, oh, I've got emergency food at work, but is this an emergency? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like an emergency is that the building is collapsed on my head. No, it's true. And then I would just like, I would, you know, hem and haw about like, okay, am, am I going to like, I'm going to get home like a half hour after I usually eat dinner. Do I like, is this an emergency? Do I eat it now? Or do I just like wait till I get home and eat something fast there? And so, you know, saying that it's good luck changes that mindset. It makes it a lot easier to just, you know, eat that food when the time is appropriate. Exactly. Oh, and there was one thing I forgot to say about getting your money's worth out of things. I I wanted to point out that if you are particularly sensitive about spending the extra money, that might actually be motivation not to do it in the first place. <laughs> so if you if you set a policy in the first place of I'm not going to order that extra entree to get the free delivery, that might trigger your sense of like, well, this isn't a good value to have it delivered after all. And then maybe you won't actually do it. Well, and we used to spend, I, we used to say like we couldn't afford stuff. I can't afford a gym membership. I can't afford whatever. But we would be spending three hundred dollars a week on takeout oh my god was it that much <laughs> probably <laughs> oh I, my god it might be but two people fifty dollars yeah the, and then the, and the sides and the free and nothing yeah free is you're free. probably right oh my god that's terrible but we can't oh we can't i don't know i just you know whatever we're 
Yeah, absolutely. So the money might, you know, if you set that policy in place, thinking about the money, maybe for some people, a way to, you know, stop yourself from indulging too hard on these things. Yeah, or set a budget for how much you'll spend. You know, you've got a $50 a week uh, budget on it. That means, you know, how many times can you do it? It's not that much. So yeah, I personally think idea. they should charge by the calorie. Because oh. if they charge by the calorie, that's what that's what's been missing in all of this is charging by the calorie. I think you'll you should create a very unsuccessful <laughs> app <laughs> that charges by the calorie. That would be a good yeah. a demotivator. So Absolutely, we're making no money. It worked, yay! Yeah, exactly. So before ordering from Door Delivery Dash Eats. Just remember. <laughs> all of them. All of them. They're all my they favorites. Had, what if on they had Uber Eats, but you got – like if you used an Uber, you could reduce the price of your Uber by delivering food to people before you go to oh, where you're Oh, man. Going. See, now you're thinking. There's so many this levels. Is, this to- is why I called you a thinrepreneur because <laughs> you – you really have it going on. Do you or, not have a car but want to deliver or food what to if, people? What if you need a ride? <laughs> what if you need a ride to the airport, uh, but you're also hungry, and so the the driver just picks up food and has it in the back of the car when oh you get gosh, in? Oh my gosh! It's so- <laughs> oh my gosh! This is getting worse and worse. Worse and worse as we go. Yes. Okay. So. Ask yourself before you open that app location, not that appetizer. Yeah. What is the reason for the delivery? Is it that you don't want to do dishes? You don't want to make a mess? You're low energy and don't have time to cook? You have a lack of time, a disruption in your schedule? Remember the good luck policy. I can have a few places that I order from that fit inside my goals. Yeah. I have things that I order and I have it already in place that I don't get the extra sides. I don't get the value, whatever. I don't order up for free delivery. I'm willing to pay the price for the portion that I'm ordering. Absolutely. Think about developing policies about when you get the food delivered. I only get it on Fridays. And again, if you are going to get it on other days, go back to that good luck meal policy. And finally, watch out for either trying to trick other people into ordering food with you so that you don't feel bad yeah. and watch out for those other people in your life who are trying to get you to order extra food so that they don't feel bad. Let's not drag one another down. There is great benefit to all of the science behind building applications to make it easy to get food. Yes, but indeed. But the ease of access leads to the ease of weight gain. And we pay a very high price for all of those free extras. And the more we realize that we can design our lives to include the foods that we like – in a moderate way or in a predictable planned way, the easier it will be to continue to maintain your weight loss or achieve your weight loss. And if we can do it, we know that you can do it too. Yes, indeed. And I'm just going to say it one more time because I'm uh, I'm uh, selfishly proud of it. Eating out does not have to be binging out. There we go. I'm actually in there. I'm clapping. I don't know if that's throwing <laughs> off the audio. I saw that and I was like, I wish I had come up with that. Well, Darn you it, can, I've got to give him credit. We're married, so you can steal it. Uh, it's uh, yeah. it's at least it's 50% no, yours. no fault state. Yeah, so. at least 50% yours. Um, what you can binge on, however, is listening to this podcast. Uh, see, another professional transition I just did there. You can listen to every episode of this show wherever you found this one. And we are grateful for every one of you for listening. Listening. We, we truly appreciate it. 
Um, and you can also find all of our episodes anytime on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place. It is a weight loss accountability group based on Facebook for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for support and accountability and candid talk about our struggles and successes with our own weight loss plans. Yes. So uh, find out more about that by clicking the link. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a seven-day complimentary trial if you do a three-month subscription. Yeah, so check it out. I'm uh, very proud of that group and the work that uh, Catherine does in it. Also, if you would like to interact with us in other ways, you can find us on social media uh, at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also send us an email. We uh, we do still read those, and you can do that to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We welcome your questions, your suggestions, your feedback. Uh, we have taken uh, many uh, listener emails and turned them into episodes. So uh, what would you like us to talk about? Uh, give us a shout at the emails. Yep, and if you are interested in additional shouting, you can give us a shout-out on Apple Podcasts. Uh, by leaving us a rating and a review. We are at over 526 uh, star reviews at this point. Which that's like an actual serious bona fide, like we're a real podcast. Uh, Or uh, anyway, leave us a five-star review. That would be super. And leave us a comment. Uh, It helps the algorithms of Apple uh, boost us in the ratings when other people are looking for inspirational and uh, charmingly funny 80s anecdotal uh, podcast like ours. So that's that's definitely what people look for. That is what people look for. <laughs> I want to that, <laughs> that is a succinct description of this show, and I appreciate you uh, saying it, darling. I actually had to look up something the other day and was like, what is your, like, what do you do? And I was like, that is a great question. <laughs> I'm going to need to circle back on that. You need to work on your elevator pitch yeah, for, for yourself. Exactly. Um, and if you, speaking of elevator pitches, if you're in an elevator and and you uh, come across somebody who might like our show, tell them about it. Uh, word of mouth is one of the best ways that uh, news about this show gets out. And it is one of the best ways that the listenership grows. And we are grateful uh, when you spread the word. Yep. And uh, you know what? Using your mouth to spread the word is much better than using your mouth to eat all of those <laughs> snacks. It so it's a win-win. Time to spread the good word. It is 100% a win-win. So if you, like Jeff Goldblum, look at a stuffed crust hot dog (laughs) and think that they, just because they could invent it, doesn't mean they should have, just remember that Catherine and I are an inspiration. A stuffed crust inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.